Well, guys, here's Nikki. <laughs> so, um, for the most part, it's just going to be me this week because we have had a rough few weeks. Um, Jen had experienced someone in her life passing away. So we decided to take a few weeks to kind of do what we need to do and um, cope with everything going on, which Jen, I miss you. I love you. And in a couple weeks when you come back, we're going to have a good time. So that is going to be exciting. But here for the next couple weeks, you have me and some very special guests, which obviously, how could you not love that? So this week is WrestleMania week. And I, for one, am kind of excited only because it's WrestleMania. The build for WrestleMania has been horrible. I don't know what they're doing. Um, I think I'm just excited to hear people at a wrestling event. I will say TakeOver. There were people. It was great. I enjoyed TakeOver. Um, I am recording this the day after night one. So today is the day of night two. Um, and you'll hear me later with our very special guest, Dave LaGreca of Bust Open Radio. My thoughts on TakeOver. I thought it was great. But we go a little more in depth. I'm excited for you guys to hear this interview. We talk about the Wednesday Night Wars coming to an end. We talk about New Japan, which you all know I love. WrestleMania, TakeOver, all things fun with wrestling. So definitely listen. But um, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to talk about a little bit of news that we've missed in the past few weeks. So once again, Wednesday Night Wars is over. Thank God NXT is moving to Tuesday nights, which I feel like was a rumor that we all kind of knew was going to happen. But um, I'm excited it is. I I know for me personally, Twitter and social media on Wednesdays and Thursday mornings were just toxic as hell. It was horrible. So thankfully, we won't have to really worry about that. Hopefully, um, everybody can watch NXT. Everybody can watch AEW if you want. I'm not going to, but if you want to, go right ahead and do it. That would be great. Um, also, with it being wrestlemania weekend we have gcw the collective starting today so definitely it is thursday if you don't know if you're listening to this today when it comes out if not then uh you can go on fight tv and buy the collective even if it's happened already <laughs> um you have things like joey Daniela's spring break effie's big gay brunch and more so definitely go watch the collective i know i'm buying a few shows um, Bloodsport being one of them. So definitely enjoy GCW. They're going to be at their original spot that we were supposed to be in last year, but not. So definitely if you're a GCW fan, tune in for that. If not, 
buy a couple shows. They're not, they're not that expensive and you can kind of see what GCW is all about. Um, also, since we last recorded, Will Ospreay is now the IWGP heavyweight champion. I'm so confused on that, but he is still, he's now the IWGP heavyweight champion. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I, for one, am very confused. I guess confused would be, I mean, unless, and this is just, I don't know where they go from here. I mean, Coda has kind of fizzled and uh, rumor has it Okada is injured, has like a back injury and I, I don't know where you go with this. Do you have Naito take it? Like, I don't know where they're going with this. Osprey is a difficult one for me because I think he's a great performer. He is a wonderful performer. I think he's an amazing wrestler. Personally, I don't know if I like him. Like, I'm I'm not I'm not sold on Osprey. Um, and I don't know. I don't know how I feel. So, you know, take it for what you will. I know some people are really pumped about it. Some people hate it. But I think that's what they were going for is a very de decisive champion. Divisive. Sorry, guys. It is early. I don't usually record this early. So a very divisive champion. So I'd like to know what you guys think. I personally, I don't know how I feel. <laughs> so yeah we'll see where this goes i i mean let's be real y'all know this podcast is 100 percent pro jay white so of course we wanted jay white to have it <laughs> um so now i'm going to give my wrestlemania predictions um, and I do want to say also, this is being recorded Thursday morning at 11 Pacific time. So, um, yeah, <laughs> there could be at matches added. There could be matches taken away. You know, um, I will say before we even go into this, SmackDown is WrestleMania SmackDown. So I don't know if they're counting that as the start of the pre-show. I don't know, but, um, I will say if you want our opinion and I asked Jen about this and she agrees, we want Baron Corbin, Mr. Kink fucking Corbin to be our two time Andre the giant battle Royal winner. So give it to Baron Corbin. Damn it. As y'all know, we love Baron on the show and Baron Baron, uh, had an amazing match on Monday fell short to drew which that was a hard one for us as well but um baron needs to be the two-time andre the giant battle royal winner and that's what we think anyway so now on to wrestlemania we're gonna start with night one um wwe championship match bobby lashley who is our current champion versus drew mcintyre um I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards Bobby. Unfortunately, I love Drew. I do. I really do. But um, I think it's gonna be Bobby Lashley. I don't think they're gonna take that belt off of him. 
on his first ish first ish i'm gonna say because i don't count fast lane his first ish big defense i don't think they're gonna take his belt off so um bobby lashley and i but i do think it's going to be a a strong match i do um this is the match i think should main event the whole goddamn show sasha banks versus bianca belair um for night one this is actually the match that i am most excited for um I do not like the build so far. I think the build has been convoluted and dumb. But I think these two women are amazing talents. And I think we're going to see Bianca Belair win the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania. And hopefully the main event. Please let the main event, for the love of God. Um, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. I'm going to have to go with Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Obviously, Bad Bunny is a huge celebrity. And I will say in the beginning, I was not a fan of this. I was like, but you know what? This guy, he is putting in the work. He is at the Performance Center every day, busting his ass. He moved to Orlando. He was there the day after he won a Grammy, busting his ass at the Performance Center. So I have to respect that. Um, And I love Damian Priest, Punishment Martinez, whatever you want to call him. I love him. I think he will win. Um, then we have Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. I really want it to be Cesaro, guys. <laughs> I love Cesaro. The guy, the guy deserves a WrestleMania moment. And, you know, Seth, Seth has had his many, many WrestleMania moments. I think we do need to give it to Cesaro. Um, then we have the Raw Tag Team Champions, The New Day versus AJ Styles and Almost. I hate this match, if you must know. I I hate this match. Um, I really do. I hate this match. <laughs> um, I love AJ Styles. I love The New Day. Almost. We don't know what he could do, but why? Like why I, um, as you'll hear in my interview with Dave LaGreca, I was talking about how I wanted Kofi versus Ali because of the story. There is a story there. We need to tell that story. And between retribution and everything that happened, we now have the new day versus AJ and almost, um, I'm going to go with the new day. Keeping their belts. I mean, Yeah. AJ, um, honestly, everybody in this match deserves better. Um, it's AJ fucking Styles. Come on. Um, and then we have the match that I think is the stupidest match of this whole goddamn pay-per-view. Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman in a steel cage. I do not like the angle they're taking with this. Um, I hate that they're using Shane to say that Braun's stupid. I, I think it's, I just think it's bad. Like, why do you have to go that route? That's what I don't understand. Why is it that route? And I know they're, they're doing a steel cage match to supposedly keep Elias and the proud fuck Jackson Riker out of the, out of the ring. Why? Like, why is it this way? Why can we not? have a match based on the fact that 
Braun did not listen to Shane. Why? I don't understand. Instead, it's, oh, he's stupid. Braun's stupid. First off, what does that have to do with anything? For for one, I don't understand how what that has to do with anything. Secondly, why are we why are we insulting intelligence? You know, you have people out there who granted, you know, may have learning disabilities, may have, you know, things like that, who are told they're stupid. So to hear that on TV as well, I I'm not. And I know it's supposed to make Braun like a bare face. I don't see it that way. And now he's got that stupid train noise in his entrance. I think Braun will win. But not a big fan of that match. Night two. Uh, we have the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Dan O'Brien. Let's talk about what I want versus what will happen. <laughs> Um, what I want, Daniel Bryan. I want Daniel Bryan. This is possibly the last time we're going to have Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania in this capacity. Um, you know, after this, I, I think he's he's going to go retire. I think the days of having Daniel Bryan as a full-time talent are coming to an end. And personally, I'd love to see one more title run with Daniel Bryan. I think... That would make, you know, after everything we've been through with 2020, I think that would be a good feel good win, you know, because everybody wants Daniel Bryan. They do. And I think that would be an amazing feel good win. Um, Edge, I can make a case for Edge winning it. You know, Edge, he he's just turned heel, which we have the rated R superstar back, which I'm excited about personally. I love heel edge. I mean, face edge is good. Let's, let's, yeah, but I love heel edge. Let's be real. We all love him. Um, but then again, it's Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns. He's the tribal chief. He's got Heyman. Um, what I think will happen. Roman Reigns will retain what I want to happen. Daniel Bryan. Um, Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. I, I think this will be an amazing match. I think these women will bring it. I feel like it will, if given the amount of time it needs, these women will tear the house down. Now the story leading up to it, I think has been convoluted, dumb, stupid, whatever you want to call it. They're using the same storyline with Sasha and Bianca as they are with Asuka and Rhea. That's just, yeah, not a fan. Um, I, I, I'm going to say Rhea. I feel like it might be Rhea, but who knows? Um, I, I'm going to go Rhea. Then we have the match that I am not looking forward to, even though it has Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt, the fiend versus Randy Orton. And I'm sure Alexa Bliss will be there. Oh. Um, I'm going to have the fiend win. The fiend's going to win. He's going to go over Randy and just end this feud once and for all. Um, finally, cause this has gone on way too fucking long. I feel like Alexa bliss is making this 
this feud very convoluted it's like again every time with bray it's one step forward two steps back and i feel like having alexa in this feud has been two steps back and y'all know that if you've listened every week so um i'm i'm gonna have bray win i don't know how i feel about it but i'm gonna have bray win uh, and finally, we have Big E versus Apollo Crews for the Intercontinental Championship in a drum match. Whatever that means. I don't know what that means. Um, I think Apollo's going to do it. I think he's going to take the belt, which is great. Like, I, I think Apollo Crews is one of those people who has been neglected on the roster for a very long time. He's very talented. And I feel like Apollo Crews, this storyline that he's doing, I know a lot of people have problems with it. I understand why he's not appropriating anything. He's, I, I understand why people have a little bit of problem. Um, I feel like they should use his heel angle as something else, but okay. But I think he will win the Intercontinental Champion and have his WrestleMania moment as he should. Um, Not that I don't love Biggie. I do love Biggie. So um, we also have Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. (sighs) All right. Now, everybody knows if you've listened to our podcast at all, we love Sami Zayn and we love Kevin Owens. We love them both. We love them as Cammy. We love them fighting. We love them. So I want to say that this match will be amazing. And these two men, if anybody could have an amazing match, it's these two men. We've seen it before. I hate the fact that Logan Paul and Jake Paul are involved. Um, If you know, we do follow YouTube drama. These two people are terrible people. Why are we doing this? Why? We don't need them. Build off 15 years of violence. Why are we? Why? I don't understand. But anyway, I'm going to say Kevin Owens goes over Sami Zayn. We love them both, though. Um, And finally, Matt Riddle who is the United States champion versus Sheamus. I think Riddle will retain, but I think it, it's going to be via, via shenanigans, possibly from Ali, possibly Sheamus using a weapon. I, I feel like Riddle will retain, but it won't be a clean win. Do with that information what you will. Um, so those are my predictions. I'm going to try to get Jen's predictions and post them on our Twitter account the day of. That way you guys can kind of see where Jen's at. Um, but yes, it is finally time for our interview with Mr. Dave LaGreca. All right, guys, we're here with one of my favorite people, Dave LaGreca. Hello, Nikki. Hi, this is exciting. I am doing good. You know, I actually got to thinking this morning. We had you on the week of the start of the Wednesday Night Wars. 
And now we have you on the last week of the Wednesday Night Wars. I, I remember that. I remember early October being with you guys. I, I was actually, funny enough, I was actually on the phone driving back from Albany, New York. Um, I went and saw Alice Cooper because I'm, you know, good friends with Nita Strauss who performed at NXT TakeOver night number one. So it kind of all kind of comes back yeah. together. So It does. I mean, life is circular in a way. It yes. just comes right back around. So yep. this, I mean, TakeOver last night, my God. <laughs> I was not excited for night one. I was like, eh, night one, whatever. Night two's, I mean, yes. O'Reilly and Cole. O'Reilly and Cole. Let's just go. And Karrion Cross and Finn Balor. Exactly. It's like on paper, I was definitely more excited about night number two than night number one. Exactly. And now I'm sitting here thinking like night number one killed it. So I'm like, what's night number two going to be like? And also, it does kind of remind me of WrestleMania 31. Like, on paper, I was like, eh, whatever. And it was really good. Yes. So, they can bring it. They can still bring it. NXT, at least. Um, yeah, so. we'll, get into, we'll get into the main roster in a little bit, I'm sure. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have opinions <laughs> on that. Okay. Um, but last night... Walter and Champa. My God. <laughs> like I was expecting a murder. And I think we got a murder. Yeah, I think I, I think and you know, on Busted Open, we talked about it a lot, especially Bully uh was really excited about this matchup because he knew it was gonna be physical. What really surprised me, and maybe it shouldn't have surprised me, but what really got me attracted to this match more than any other is the story that they were able to tell in the ring. And, you know, Walter early on in that matchup going for that big chop and Champa moving and his hand hitting the commentator table. And then for the rest of the match, it was the story of how Walter was going to be able to give that, that one last, you know, knife edge chop to finish off Champa. And that was the story they told throughout the match. And I, it was definitely a beautiful story they told last night. It was just, there were times, and I I had Walter in the beginning. I was like, Walter's going to retain. I just like knew it. But still, like there were times where I'm like, is he though? Like, is he going to retain? So I think that was actually something as a fan. I mean, through the pandemic, I feel like wrestling in general is kind of more predictable. Just because of, you know, ebbs and flows and what happens. And I feel like that was a moment where I was like, I don't know. I could yeah. be wrong. And I mean, I was wrong about Io Shirai too. So I, but yeah, I, I, I actually last night was the first time in a long time that I was like, I love wrestling. Cause usually Nikki, it feels. So, it's so funny. You said that because, and especially with me and you, like you have your show. So you're not just watching as a fan, but you know, you have a show to do. So you know, I, I, I take notes and, and of course I'm pretty busy on social media. And then even though it was for the last time and I, and I know that you're not a big fan, but um, AEW and NXT, I go back and forth and I, I'm, I'm on social media. I'm taking notes for the show. Like when Champa and Walter 
stepped into the ring. I put the phone down. I put the remote control down. I put the notebook down. And I just sat there and watched the match. So it's very rare that that happens with me. But last night was definitely an example of it. Yeah. And I will say top to bottom, everybody there, even on the pre-show, Zoe Stark and Tony Storm, for a pre-show match, I was like, okay. Yep. They have to top that now. (laughs) And they did. And it's just from top to bottom, that whole card, they they killed it. And now night two is going to have to follow that. And I feel bad for night one and two of Mania now. Yeah, they're well, gonna night, have to night one and night two of Mania. They're probably not even like looking at NXT like yeah. the way we do, which is yeah. unfortunate because maybe that would light a little bit of fire, um, yeah. creatively. Because I don't think the workers you don't have to fire them up, it's WrestleMania, yeah. But, um, but for night number two, yeah, uh, yeah. Cross and Finn and and um, uh, Cole and O'Reilly, they could have to step up their game. You know, and and even like Shotzi and Ember and like like after what EO and and Raquel Gonzalez were able to do, like, I'm sure they're going to say to themselves, all right, we're going to we're going to try to outdo what they were able to do night number one. Yeah. And we even have Bronson Reed who went through that gauntlet match. Yep. And he's that gauntlet match. I'm not usually a fan of gauntlet matches just because I went I sat through one live during Raw and I was like. This is so, I was bored. I got, by the time, like, it was right before Elimination Chamber, like two years ago. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, can we get this over with? Like, come on. And I think Braun Strowman was in it. And I'm like, okay, like, come on, let's get going. And it was like over an hour long. And as it, obviously on TV, it played back totally different than when you're sitting there. And it's an hour long and you're just like, okay, like we get it. But that was, I think, probably one of my favorite gauntlet matches in WWE. Yeah, it was to me. And I love the ending. I'm a big, uh, you know, Shane Strickland, you know, Swerve Scott fan, Bronson Reed. And and I knew Bronson Reed was going to win, but they they did such a wonderful job at the end of the match, those two. Um, And you're right. It was quick moving. It was very, very quick. Um, I, I really like that match. And, and again, like Bronson reads a star and I'm yeah. glad that he's finally getting that attention. And I can't wait for that match with Johnny Gargano tonight. I know. And I will say, I thought it was going to be Loomis. I was like, it's Loomis. Like, duh. I'm, su- I'm happy. It wasn't Loomis now. I'm like, yes, it seems to happen. So I'm excited for Bronson Reed. It's going to be good. Um, I think Johnny may be losing his belt tonight. Maybe. It's Maybe. possible. I mean, you, you can't count out Johnny Gargano. He's Mr. Takeover. So Johnny Takeover. Yeah. So um, I'll never bet against them, but you might be right. I think yeah. I think there might be a couple of title changes tonight on NXT Takeover. I would not be surprised. I would not. Um, but anyway, this week obviously is WrestleMania. And uh, this is the first Mania in a while that I'm very lukewarm about going into this. Probably since WrestleMania 31. I'm very lukewarm. I'm like, okay, maybe it'll be better. 
but yeah, I, this, I think it's creative though. Just there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Nikki. And I said this on the air, so I'll repeat it with you. I've never now it, my, my attitudes change now because we're getting closer to WrestleMania and it's WrestleMania. So you always get excited for WrestleMania yeah. when you're just a day or so away. But like if you asked me two weeks ago, maybe even a week ago about my excitement level for WrestleMania, it's probably the least excited I've been for a WrestleMania ever. Yeah. Ever. Like, and I've been watching WrestleMania since the first ever WrestleMania. And I, I'll never, I don't think there's ever been a time where creatively they have done just an awful job and an awful build towards, this is de- without a doubt the worst build towards a WrestleMania ever. Now, I, we, you and I might talk on Monday and say, wow, what a great WrestleMania. The matches were awesome. But as far as a build and stories leading into a WrestleMania, this is the worst ever. Agreed. You know, going into this night one, the only thing I'm really looking forward to is Bianca and Sasha. And they've done a terrible job with Bianca and Sasha. Exactly. And that's, I think the reason I'm looking forward to it is I know what Bianca can do and I know what Sasha can do. I'm like, well, it's going to be a good match. It's going to be a great match. And like Lashley and McIntyre, I'm sure is going to be a great match. And like, you know, Cesaro and Rollins, I'm sure, will be a great match. Yeah. But when you look at, like, excitement level, story going, yeah. like, the fact, Nikki, that they use the same story for Bianca and Sasha as they did for Rhea uh, and Asuka tells you that they really didn't yeah. put a lot of thought in, in into this build at all. No. And I think... The one match that did intrigue me is not even happening anymore. Kofi and Ali. Yes. That's not even happening. Um, otherwise, I I don't know where they're going with this. It's I, I it's almost like for the past year and a half, they've written themselves in a corner. And there's no turning back. We just got to keep going into the corner. Yeah. And... It's unfortunate because, you know, there's there's matches like Sammy and Kevin. I I actually would enjoy it if Jake Paul wasn't in it. And why? And and I don't understand why, because first of all, and Nikki, you're different. You're younger than I, I don't yeah. even know who that guy is. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. And listen, I'll I didn't know who Bad Bunny was before he got involved. But I get it. I understand it. Grammy Award winning artist. Oh, and, yeah you know, millions of followers and millions of fans. And you could tell that he's a huge fan and he's passionate about it. This, this with, and, and again, with the Miz and Morrison, it works, right? It clicks. It works with Miz. Like with Sammy and Kevin Owens, do you really need this element involved in that match at all? No, not at all. Like Sammy and Kevin, you could have capitalized on 15 years of friendship and hating each other like there's no i don't get it there's There's, no story yeah i'm like are we're just throwing jake paul and logan paul in which that's again controversial because logan paul trigger warning suicide forest he filmed a dead body and jake paul is a fame whore (laughs) so so and they're 
this is the thing. Bad Bunny, I understand. I, I respect Bad Bunny for what he's doing. Like, at first, I wasn't on board with this. I was like, oh, he's just going to come in and mess around, whatever. I respect him now because he moved to Orlando and he's at the Performance Center every day and he's trying. Jake Paul and all of them, they're not even hyping WrestleMania. No, it's no. kind of like when they used the guys from Saturday Night Live a couple of years ago yeah. where it was just like, you're just there to be there. It's just like a yeah. promotional tie-in. It's not really... It's not really like Bad Bunny. Like like you said, the, the morning after yeah. he won the Grammy, he was at the Performance Center training. Exactly. So that tells you his dedication right there. Yeah. And the guy is, he's trying. I can respect that. But the polls, if you, I mean, if you look at their Twitter, they're not even talking about WrestleMania. Like that's no. not on their, it's not even on their radar. So it's literally just a name drop. Like, oh, hey, we got the Paul brothers who it. And the funny thing is my brother actually equates them to having when like LeVar Ball and his sons were on. Oh, that was he's like, yeah, he's like, that's what it's basically like at this point. They're like, why don't we get their dad out there? Who's just like him and, you know, yeah, have them mess around. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's the worst way to have Sammy and Kevin, which is a classic. It could be a classic and it might yeah. be a classic. I just don't know why you have to have that tie in. And, exactly. and that's the biggest thing, Nikki, is I think when you look at the matches and when we watch them on Saturday and Sunday, the story time, the storytelling's over now. The, the stories yeah. are over. Uh, the build is over. So when you get to Saturday and Sunday, it's going to be strictly about the matches and not about the stories going in. So I think that's going to be the saving grace for WrestleMania yeah. this year with the, with the exception of like a Braun and a Shane McMahon, like that is just like, Ugh. you know, that, that you can't get away from, like no. that you, you know, that you're not going to be able to like turn your mind off to what we've been seeing. Yeah. And honestly, like whatever that it is, what it is Shane McMahon doing a big bump, Braun Strowman being Braun Strowman. But the one example of where I think this storytelling and lack of creativity has really hurt somebody is, is Shayna Baszler. Like oh, Shayna yeah. Baszler will be the victim of this build towards WrestleMania 37. And in my mind, last year, I was like, we need to have Shayna and Asuka. Shayna and Asuka for the title at 37. And even up until three weeks ago, I was like, put her in the match with Rhea and Asuka. I mean, yeah, are we going to pull the Becky... Rhonda Charlotte story again yeah but guess what put her in the match yeah and I, I don't like Nia Jax I'm just gonna be honest I don't like Nia Jax at all I don't like the tag team of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler it's holding the problem I have with it though is Shayna has to work down and Nia does not work up to Shayna's level so and that's Shayna's, the biggest thing yeah Shane is basically pulling dead weight. That's unfortunate. And that that match with the the women's tag team belt means nothing. Like you should have had somebody like the Iconics hold it for a long time and beat a lot of people and make that belt something because they were an actual team. Which yeah, they just don't have actual teams anymore, with the yeah. exception of the riot squad. 
yeah. there isn't really actually, um, you know, women tag team yeah. uh, formations at all. I, and you know, I, I really think as far as the WWE was able to push the women's revolution and evolution, you know, climaxing at WrestleMania 35 with that main event. And man, I mean, I know you're not a big Ronda fan, but have, but, but Ronda, I thought was phenomenal. Becky, I thought was phenomenal. Charlotte, I thought was phenomenal. You had Becky who had the love of, you know, the, the WWE universe, the, the most popular WWE wrestler in Becky Lynch. You have Ronda Rousey, who is that credible, badass uh, MMA fighter. And you have Charlotte, who to me is the, the best technical women's wrestler of all time and probably one of the best technical wrestlers, period, in the WWE. And you couple that with the, with the amazing entrances that all three of them had at that match. Um, that was like such a wonderful time for women's wrestling in that moment two years ago. I think in a lot of ways, women's wrestling in the WWE has taken steps back. Oh, yeah. Especially this year, leading into this year's WrestleMania. It's a fu- the story that they gave Bianca and Sasha, they, the story that they gave Asuka and Rhea, or lack thereof, and what they have done with the tag team championship titles is a far cry from what we saw at WrestleMania 35. Oh, for sure. It's... It's almost like, and I might get heat for it, if it doesn't include Becky, or, I mean, now Charlotte's not even on Mania. Yeah. If it's not Becky or Rhonda, it's almost like it's an afterthought. And, I, I, you know, ever since Becky went on maternity leave and Rhonda went to go have some time off, things have been taking gradual steps back. Yes. Last year, I mean, I I still don't like the decision to have Charlotte win the NXT belt last year. I was like, why? Why are we having Charlotte win that? Okay. And then it's just like gradually everything's stepping backwards. And I don't understand how how are we getting back to this? And I I couldn't tell you what the women's tag match is about. I'm like, they hate each other. Like... Naya's whining about something and Shayna's just standing there. Like, I don't, I don't know what the story is. There I is a tell one. And, there, and, and think about it. Rhea Ripley just showed up and asked for a match. Like there was yeah. no number one contenders match. She hasn't even her first match on the main roster is going to be a championship match and a main event match at WrestleMania. Like yeah. I understand she was at last year's WrestleMania, but that was for the NXT title. Yeah, that was not part of she. Her fa- first match uh, on the main roster is going to be at WrestleMania for a championship. That just it should not be like no. even a thought in anyone's mind. No, and that's the other thing is I think they devalue number one contender matches, especially for the women. For the women, it's just like, oh well, let's uh, like it's almost like they take names out of a hat. They're like, let's have Rhea. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Nikki, I mean, for, but for the, for the men's tag team, first of all, the SmackDown tag team title with Rude and Ziggler isn't even on WrestleMania. It's going to be yeah. on SmackDown. And then 
the New Day is going to defend their titles against a team that has never had a match before. Exactly. When three weeks ago, the Hurt Business had the tag titles. Why couldn't you just have the Hurt Business against the New Day? Why are we having like Omos yeah. and AJ? It makes it makes no sense no. to me. But that that I don't think the WWE looks at it in those terms. It's just it's just entertaining. It's just entertainment. Yeah. It's just fun. But even in my entertainment, I want stories. Yeah. I want you know. I mean, that that's important. Even if it's a sitcom, I w- I want some kind of story that's going to keep me watching for an hour. Um, they just don't seem to want to do that right now. No. And it, I mean, that has to be a reason why people are leaving wrestling. Unfortunately. I mean, even my mom, who's a lax fan, she watches for Roman Reigns because she thinks he's attractive. <laughs> yes. Well, whatever reason, yeah. it's, reason it's your reason. Sure. Yeah. She's like, literally, she just wants to watch night two because she's like, Roman Reigns needs to win. But, yeah. um, She's like, but why are the other guys here? I don't get it. I'm like, well, Edge Edge won the Royal Rumble. And she's like, I don't know what that means. <sighs> and I'm like, okay, well, Daniel Bryan was added to the match because Daniel Bryan did this, this, and this. And she's like, what? I'm like, it shouldn't be you sitting there. Wait, what? He had to do this. And then Roman didn't tap. And then I'm confused. So I'm like, if somebody who's a lax fan is like, I'm confused. Like, why are they going to watch? Yeah, and it's also it it happened within a short period of time. Yeah, these these pay per views in between the Rumble and WrestleMania uh, have to go. Yeah, I they mean, have to go. for me, have Elimination Chamber and that be it. I think That's Elimination, it. yeah, just Elimination Chamber, right in the middle. Call it a day. Like even I, I'm all for not even having one. WrestleMania yeah. is the biggest show of your year. Have a nice two month build from the rumble yeah. to wrestlemania that would be amazing yeah. i think for me though elimination chamber holds a spot in my heart so i'm like i have to have it <laughs> okay i'm yes it holds a very deep spot in my heart like i love elimination chamber but um but yeah the whole pay-per-view every month thing is just it's yeah it's, it's not it's not worth it yeah no i know you know my brother and i always get dinner and watch the pay-per-views and it's like well, I was just here two weeks ago. I was just well, here. Like well, in 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 two and a half months, you had the rumble, you had elimination chamber, you had fast lane, and now you're having WrestleMania. That's all within that's four pay-per-views in two and a half months. Yeah. It's that's it's, crazy. Yeah. And I know for me, like I didn't even watch Fast Lane Live. I was just like, I I have stuff I gotta do. Like I, I got things to do. I can't, I can't sit here every weekend and watch a pay-per-view that has zero build. So. Well, you have to get some sleep so you can stay up to watch New Japan. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on. I got to watch New Japan. Jay White, damn it. I know you're a big fan. How about Will Ospreay? Oh my, I have, I don't know what I think about that yet. <laughs> I'm still like, ah, I mean. My only thought is who, I mean, Hiromu Takahashi, obviously not a heavyweight. I mean, is it going to go back to Kota Bushi? Like, is Jay White? I don't know. I think Ibushi's out. I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe Okada. But Okada has a back injury. 
So at some point that I would think that title is going to find its way back to Okada. I mean, my thought process is: Do we wait for Okada? Because they're going to obviously it'd be a Dominion if it if he next possible opportunity to lose it. They want a big stage to do it. I'm like, do we make Jay like a tweener? Maybe like, or or have Osprey hold it till Wrestle Kingdom. It could happen. I mean, could we get? J1 part two. Maybe. Maybe. God. New Japan. I know. Maybe. You're big. I wasn't crazy about Ibushi as champion anyway. No. So I I I I mean he's just lacking something. I mean, it, it, it's kind of what it's kind of the way I felt about Omega early on and how I felt about Jay White early on. But Omega turned the corner in a big way. Yeah. Jay White turned the corner in a big way. And I and Abushi never did that for no. me. Like he just never really le- reached that level where I saw him as all right, that's IWGP championship yeah. material. And I feel the same way about Naito. I feel like Naito, I mean, he held the belt a long time. He didn't ever turn a corner for me. Evil was the same way. I I had a high expectations for evil. Never turned a corner, and but I think Obushi stumped the growth a little bit. Yeah, of like I think if it went the way that we thought it was going to yeah. go with Evil and White, like that would have took took him to another level. It would have just yeah. Uh, it's it's unfortunate. I love. I've always been a huge fan of Evil, even before. I mean, I'm Bullet Club for life, obviously, but I always yeah. have been a big fan of Evil. And I've just been like, there's something missing. There's something. And I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what it is. I'm like, there is something. Like he's, I think he could be a great champion. But something is missing. I don't know if it's confidence. I don't know. I feel like he was thrown into the Bullet Club and now they don't know what to do with him. Like, I don't know. I think this next year is going to be big for the Bullet Club. I also think it's going to be big for New Japan. I think New Japan kind of kind of hit a little, not a downward uh, trajectory, but it kind of hit a little bit of a pit stop because um, 2018 and 2019 was so big yeah. for New Japan. Uh, and 2020 was a rough year. I think this is going to be a big bounce back year for yeah. New Japan. And I think for them also, I mean, New Japan in America was supposed to be I mean, 2020 was supposed to be the year of that. And that was put to a halt, obviously. So other than, um, you know, New Japan Strong, that's they weren't really. I mean, their New York show, they've not been able to do that. And we don't even know if it's going to happen this year. Well, the the New York show, too, in a lot of ways, like if you remember, you know, you got a sold out crowd at Madison Square Garden when those tickets went on sale. Um, that was when Cody and the Bucks and, and, you know, and Kenny, um, were still part of that new Japan, uh, and ring of honor family. And that obviously changed by the time that, that, that show went live though. I still think there was enough talent, especially with new Japan. Oh yeah. To get that, but a lot, 
the climate had completely changed with both those companies. By the time they got to the garden, I knew it was going to hit a little bit of a lull. I didn't think it would fall so far, especially yeah. for Ring of Honor after that garden show. Yeah. I, and uh, I was actually listening to Tamatonga's podcast, and he said that New Japan had caught kind of what was going on way quicker than Ring of Honor did. And so they were able to build Osprey and Jay White and Kota Bushi and Naito and Evil. But Ring of Honor really didn't catch that. And now no. Ring of Honor, I only watched for like Danhausen and Brody King. I mean, I still love Lethal. I still love yeah. Ring of Honor. Is it appointment watching? Do you need no. to watch every week? Probably not. But, no. um, but man, like, you know, and I love Matt Taven, but, yeah. you know, you probably should have went with Marty at that time, though. Obviously, things, you know, went Changed. south with Marty yeah. and, and everything after that. But I think everybody that night thought Marty was going to win the Ring of oh, Honor yeah. championship in that ladder match. So, I mean, even even the crowd that night when Taven won, there was like an audible gasp of like, what? Yeah. Like, I mean, I get it now. I kind of get it. But I mean, honestly, to name my favorites there, Vinny Marcellia. I love Vinny Marcellia. But again, not appointment watching. I love, I mean, I love Dalton Castle. Yeah. Like, I love, there's a lot of wrestlers on that roster I really, really like, but it's hard to, it's hard to get it. It's, yeah. you know, it's a difficult to, so, um, and there's so much pro wrestling right now. There I mean, is. It's so, you know, oversaturated every night there's wrestling. So it kind of gets lost, unfortunately. Yeah. And I watched once like just a random episode and I was sitting there like other than Taven and Bennett in that episode, there was no storytelling. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Their pay-per-view was really good, though. Yeah. Their la the 19th anniversary pay-per-view was really, really good. It's just hard. Like, Ring of Honor is one of those companies that you really need the fans in attendance. Yeah. It's very difficult to watch without fans. It is. All right. One last little, little something before we finish up. Your thoughts, and this is going back to Mania, your thoughts on Orton and The Fiend? Um... I don't know what to say when it comes to Orton and the feed. <laughs> I know you're a big Bray Wyatt fan. You're wearing the shirt as we're talking, though it's not Bray Wyatt that we're seeing. No. Um, it's I not mean, even I mean, It's not even the version of the fiend I like. I I I don't know what to say. I I I don't even know who I'm supposed to be behind. Yeah. Like Randy Orton is a heel. Like Randy Orton is attacked edge. Randy Orton got in Beth Phoenix's face. Like, am I supposed to cheer Randy Orton or am I supposed to cheer like the evil burnt up uh, fiend and Alexa bliss? I, I, I really don't. And, and Nikki, like we saw Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton before WrestleMania yeah. 33. Right. And it didn't really come off the way people wanted it to come off so well and there were distractions granted uh, i mean there was of, maggots in the ring yeah like movies in the ring i don't know what the hell was yeah. going on like i've tried i and as a bray white fan i've tried watching that match trying to like not think about oh look at the maggots in the ring like yeah and even then i'm like it's a good match 
Like it's a good match. If you take away all of the distractions, it's a, they had a good match. It's just those distractions just, Oh God. And now I feel like we're getting into that same territory again of like, I, I hate to say this because I loved Bray Wyatt when he first debuted on the main roster. Um, I don't think he's ever been able to recover from that loss to John Cena at WrestleMania 30. Oh, no. That's I, seven years ago. 100% you know? agree. And I think the problem we have is, and I've told everybody this, anytime Bray gets close to like actualizing a character, like really bringing it to that level, they do something stupid with it. It's yeah. either they put him in drag or they have him lose to Goldberg or they uh, people are going to hate me for this. Put him with Alexa Bliss. Like because ever since the Alexa Bliss thing, Bray's just he tanked. Yeah, because Alexa Bliss is. You know, an actress. She yeah. uh, she's not in character on social media, or you know, she has a podcast. So, like, you know, there's no real believability behind this storyline. So, it's hard for me to buy in. So, it's listen. Randy Orton's awesome. Why it's awesome. Alexa Bliss is awesome. They're all awesome on yeah. their own. I just don't know if it really comes together to yeah. be something I'm interested in. Well, and also as you know, again, with me, every day is Halloween, all that stuff. Looking at what Alexa does, I'm like, first off, you're not even doing it right. Like it, you're doing a cheap, cheesy imitation of like spooky, in my opinion. I'm like, that's not scary. You're not being scary. You're not even trying. Yeah. Like you're going to sit there and I feel like it's basically for men because she's wearing these short skirts and like jumping around pigtails. And I'm like, okay. But why? But why? Well, so. that's, you could say that about a lot of what we're going to see Saturday yeah. and Sunday is the why. But I guess when the matches start, it's not going to matter anymore. Yeah. I mean, they'll have to leave it out there and let it let it all play out. Yep. All right, Dave. Well, thank you so much. We'll Thanks, have you Nikki. back it was on. Good talking and seeing you again. Yes, we'll have you back on soon. And thank you so much. All right. I'll All talk right. to you soon. Thanks, All Nikki. Right. Bye. Bye. So I want to thank Dave so much for coming on. Um, we're gonna have to have him on longer next time because the guy is amazing. We love him. We'll have to have him on next time for a little longer, especially with Jen here. We can ask him some more questions. And I just think it's great that we had him on at the beginning of the Monday or Wednesday. I don't know why I said Monday. Wednesday Night Wars. And we have him back at the end. So, Dave, thank you so much. Again, you're one of my favorite people. And we'll have to have you on the show again very soon. But in closing... Thank you guys for sticking with us. I'm so sorry about the delays again. Things out of our control happened. And again, you will hear Jen and I very soon together. It'll be, it'll be fun. I miss her. I can't wait. Jen, I love you. We're going to have a good time. Next week, I have a friend of mine stepping in. 
in Jen's place for a whole episode. So you'll be able to hear not just myself, but somebody else. And it is a surprise. I like surprising you guys now. This is fun, but it is a surprise. So it'll be very exciting. And in closing, watch GCW, The Collective. Watch TakeOver Night 2 tonight, where we will have Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross. And be sure to watch WrestleMania this weekend. I know we're going to have a whole party for night one and night two. We're going to make it fun. Um, you guys will hear our opinions next week. Me and I, my very special guest. And enjoy wrestling. I know last night with, with TakeOver Night 1, I, I feel like it was the first night in a long time that I enjoyed wrestling. So I hope you all will find something in the next week because this is it is a long week of wrestling that you love and that makes you love wrestling so until next week where hopefully we can all get some sleep sometime <laughs> bye